0: Welcome to Be Bold, Repeat, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who want a behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to build a business of your dreams using mindset and marketing strategies. Your journey as an entrepreneur can be whatever you want it to be. Be Bold, Repeat is not about being perfect or even getting it right the first time. We seek to inspire you to take action, whether that's clean or messy. We know that you've got this and the world needs you to show up and share your gifts now more than ever. My name is Ashley Cruz and I am the founder of Embracing the Uncertain, a female coaching company dedicated to providing a safe and supportive space for your personal or professional journey.
1: I'm Katie Burton, digital marketing strategist and owner of Simply Social. My passion is helping business owners and entrepreneurs tell their story online so they can free up time to work on growing their business. We are so happy to have you. Make sure you're following us at Be Bold Repeat on Instagram and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you're getting the
0: latest episodes. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Be Bold Repeat. It is 2021. Hell yes. It's already been a crazy year. (laughs) We just can't get out from under it, you guys. But you know what? We're here and we're showing up and we are committed in 2021 to supporting you even deeper in your business. So we just wanted to take a second, number one, to thank you for all of your support, your reviews, and all of the things that you've done to support Be Bold Repeat in the past year, and just so excited to continue going deeper and giving you even more value in 2021. So today's episode is really all about defining what it is that you want to accomplish by the end of 2021 so that you can show up in action and without feeling super overwhelmed in where to or what to do um, within your business. So I think this is a super important conversation because I totally believe in messy action. And if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that messy action is totally fine in both Katie and my book, but sometimes without the defined endpoint, it's really difficult to even take the messy action because we just don't know which way we're going. We don't know which Um, action to take. And it can sort of feel overwhelming and kind of crazy. And so today, what we're going to talk a little bit about is how to define what it is that you actually want for 2021. And then we're also going to be talking and sharing with you guys a little bit about how we're looking at each of our own businesses in 2021 Um, in order to give you some examples of how you can help put some definition behind your business goals and focus on the right action. And I think this conversation is going to be a really great one, Um, especially if you're either in business already, or even if you like haven't started your business, or this is still very new for you, we'll give you some good tips um, as well. So let's get started. Katie, tell me a little bit about what you believe to be true about defining your end goal. Like, how have you arrived? Oh my God. My Slack is like (laughs) blowing up right now. Sorry. Um, life of a business owner. I know it's just going crazy and I don't even know why, but Slack apparently just loves to send me stuff even though I'm inactive. Um, hold on a second. (laughs) You guys see messy action. What am I, this is exactly what I mean. Anyway. Okay. So Let's start by talking a little bit about, I'm going to back up. So how did you define what you're going to accomplish in 2021? Let's start there because I think that's really important um, for anyone before we jump into like what we're doing in our businesses. How did you come up with what you're going to focus on?
1: Well, you posed a question that I think is so good and so helpful for business owners. And that is fast forward to this time in January of 2022. I know it's hard to do because I feel like we can barely make it through like the first couple of (laughs) weeks of January, but we are going to get there and think about what do you want your business to look like and how do you want to feel in your business in January of next year. So really let yourself go there, visualize it, journal it, just think about it, talk about it with um, a colleague, whatever helps you envision what your business should look like at that, at this time next year and work backward from there. So for me personally, I want to build a community around social media. I want to be in community with other business owners who are focused on social media and then also business owners who want to learn more about social media. And in the spirit of being completely transparent, which we are always with you on Be Bold Repeat, I was not doing that last year. I was focusing on vanity metrics, which means likes and followers and views and all of those things that when it comes down to it, really don't help our bottom line. And I've talked to so many entrepreneurs who have fallen into the trap of like constantly refreshing their reels to see how many views they've gotten or checking that follower count or Ashley, you and I have talked about, we've both done this where we think that we need to reach a certain amount of followers to be legitimate business owners. And I am here to tell you that even though I tell my clients all the time not to do that, I was doing the exact same thing. I was focused on how many views my reels were getting and how many followers were um, showing up. And instead... This year I am flipping the script and focusing on how I can build community and provide real value from my content. And I will tell you it is January 8th when we are recording. And from the few posts that I have even done this year with that different intention has resulted in more comments and more engagements than I have ever received before. And to me, that's what's important as a business owner, because that means I'm talking to my ideal client. And that means if people are willing to comment and engage with posts, that I am more likely to be able to convert them into customers.
0: I love that call out because here's the thing, you guys, at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is sell at some point in this customer journey, right? So you could focus all of your time and energy on getting new followers, but just remember that those new followers are probably not going to buy immediately. And really who's going to buy from you immediately are your current followers, the people that have already been exposed to your brand, to your name, to like the content that you've already created. And so it's just deciding like, okay, is my time better spent acquiring new followers or nurturing the followers that I already have in hopes that the next offer that I create is going to serve the shit out of them. And that ultimately they're going to be enticed enough, nurtured enough, know, like, and trust me enough to buy the product or service that I'm about to launch. And your time, I think this is just the thing to remember here is that you could spin out forever, always trying to acquire new followers, or you could focus that same energy into converting the followers. And one of the questions that, Katie and I, well, Katie asked me, like in the prep for this podcast episode, was would you rather have a thousand, ten thousand followers or a sold-out program and the money that comes from that? And I truthfully told her both. But um (laughs) (laughs) for for today's conversation, we'll just say like the the thing that I want you to adopt in terms of your mindset is as long as you are showing up and serving the fuck out of the audience that you have, the followers will come and it doesn't matter the timing. It doesn't, doesn't make you any more legitimate of a business, um, to have more followers. What makes you a legitimate business is the amount of sales that you make. So keep that in mind as you're looking at 2021. And I love that Katie, you're ditching those vanity metrics because it's a hard thing to do. So Tell me a little bit about how you're doing that. So you're providing real value and creating community. Can we dive a little bit deeper into that? Yes, definitely.
1: I think um, for me, instead of focusing on what is going to get people to view it. So maybe that is like picking the perfect song. If we're talking, let's just use reels as an example on Instagram Reels. So maybe it's focusing on what I think will like attract attention. So some, a funny song or some humor or something of that nature, instead of focusing on that, I am switching my focus to what does my audience need to hear? What Mm -hmm. are the questions that my ideal client is dealing with right now? And how can I provide value to them so they know I am a trusted source to come to for digital media marketing support?
0: That is so good. And I think a tip here too, for anyone that is focusing on a similar thing is to listen to what your customers are going through. What are the things that they're bringing to you as a question and start to phrase all of your reels, all of your content around those questions, because we know that's what they care about because they wouldn't have asked if that wasn't something that they actually cared about. So I think that's such a valuable um, thing to start doing and implementing in your business.
1: Yeah. And we use Instagram Reels just because it's like the thing right now um, on Instagram, but this can apply to any social media platform you are on. If it's just you jumping on LinkedIn to provide a post, if you are starting a clubhouse room, if you are on a Facebook group, whatever it is, just ask yourself, am I providing value to my ideal client right now?
0: I love that. And it's not about the follower. It's like, how can I shift into value versus follower? Yes. And the followers will come. That is,
1: you've just got to provide the value first and the followers will come. Ashley is going to have that massive following and the sold out programs. It's just right now on the timeline of her business, she's in the sold out programs serving the hell out of her current audience. That's just where she is on the timeline right now.
0: Yeah, and like even as we were talking about this in prep, I was just thinking like I would much rather serve the clients that are steadily and like engaging with me, not only on a paid basis, but on a free basis as well in my free group and just really making sure that they are taken care of because they're already in my pipeline and they're already somebody that does know, like, and trust me. And so, you know, and that's truly the thing that made the big difference for me last year in sales as well. I stopped focusing on trying to find new people and I focused on the people that were already existing. So if you could do that and you could convert even 10% of the followers that you already have, does the bigger follower number and the vanity metrics even really matter? No. And we've talked about this so many times, but I think it's worth saying again.
1: Yeah. And that was something that uh, we talked about this during a coaching call last year when, um, you said to me, and we were talking about sales specifically, and I was chasing new people, new clients. And Ashley said to me, well, are you in conversation with people or do you have past contacts? And it's something that sounds like, duh, I should have known that, but like a light bulb went off for me when you said that. And it's so true is why are we chasing these new people? I don't know about you, but of course 100% of my current followers are not converted. So until that is the case, Why not focus on someone that's already taken the time to follow you or a contact that has already been in touch? Because obviously there's already some interest level there, so it's going to be a lot easier to convert them. So like you said, I think that's a call out that's worth repeating until we turn blue because it's such a game changer.
0: Yeah. And I think the other thing I would add is, you know, right now I'm not selling anything. I, my program is sold out. I don't have really any, like, I'm not thinking about really getting back into sales mode, which I'm kind of like feeling some type of way about, but that's for another episode. It's weird to not have something to focus on selling, but what I am focused on, and this is the time when I'm not selling and when I'm not pushing a program that I've created, that is the time to focus on engagement and really fine tuning your content or your engagement or even your followers. Like there is a time and space to do that. And I don't want you guys to think that that's like, you can never focus on it because of course those things do play into a successful business, but we just want to take the focus off of the number itself and onto the thing that's actually going to get them to convert. And that is giving the value. It's not about the followers. Um, But yeah, I am focused on engagement. I am focused on getting more followers right now. And that's totally okay. There's always room and space for that. So when you're thinking about a year from now, what you want to um, have accomplished, think about it from the lens of when it comes to followers and stuff, how much value can I create between now and the end of 2021? And do I want to be like a a subject matter expert on something specific. Maybe that's where you fine tune your content a little bit and that's how you get the follower. So it's like we focus on the thing that's going to get us the follower, not the follower that's pretty much irrelevant until we have the right content anyway. Yes. Yes. So all about
1: building community and offering value in 2021 for both of us. And Ashley, I know you have another great one too that you are taking messy action around. What is that?
0: Yeah, so what I am doing this year in my business is really just fine tuning. So my word for 2021 is mastery. And it's really just looking at what I did really well in 2020 and just figuring out what levers to pull to tighten it up a little bit more. What I... Want to feel like at the end of 2020, beginning of 2021. Oh my God, wait, what What year are we? It feels like it is like December 38th
1: of 2020. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't feel like we've escaped 2020. <laughs> yes. So that's why it's hard with the dates.
0: <laughs> yes. So wh- as I was reflecting on how I want to feel at the end of 2021, I want to feel like I know And have fine-tuned my entire business to have consistent, repeatable income. I think that in 2020, I've identified that, but at the same time, there is obviously a little bit of fear that it's not going to be easily replicable. It's not going to be something that I'm going to be able to stay consistent at. And so by really just digging in and fine-tuning the things that I've done really well. I feel like that will perfectly position me to continue launching new things and new ideas and new thoughts in the next year. But this year is kind of more of a, I think it's going to be a more slower year of growth for me. And actually, because I know that like my body, my energy, my intuitive nature of my business feels really aligned with that as opposed to like, go, go, go. Now, obviously that can change at any time, but I really just want to get really good at what I did well in 2021 or 2020 and continue to implement that throughout the next year. So that's going to look really different from 2020 for me. Like, I don't, you guys, I talk about, I don't hustle, but I, it's also hard for me to not hustle. It's hard for me to not be selling or serving or whatever, because I do have so many random ideas But I'm waiting for that thing, like unbound in my nine to five exit strategy was like the thing that really felt lit up for me. And now it's like, okay, how can I fine tune my messaging? How can I fine tune my onboarding process? How can I serve the shit out of my clients that are already paying me? How can I give even more free value to my free Facebook community? Like the things that I've already implemented, how can I go deeper instead of wider on each of those areas, knowing that those are my areas of expertise and that maybe I don't want five courses and mini containers and all of this because I truly do want to work less than 20 hours a week. And that's totally fine for me at this point in my life. So, you know, when I'm thinking like the one thing that I want to just encourage everyone to do is to like find what it is that you want to do or like how you want to feel in terms of your business Maybe you don't want to work a lot. Maybe hustle is something that you're trying to let go of. So what if you decided that 20, 20 hours a week was plenty and that you don't have to make more than you need? What if you just decided like anything that you want is totally fine and you don't have to always be pushing your boundary or your like finish line a little bit further? Sometimes it's just sitting in stillness and being really intentional with your time and seeing like. The question I keep asking myself is how can I work as little as possible? That's like the question that keeps coming up for me. And maybe that will change in the future, but really it's like, that's where the fine tuning happens, right? The fine tuning comes from figuring that out. I love that. That's such a good reflection. And I think for everyone who's listening, who's like, okay,
1: I totally get it. I should fine tune what worked well in 2020. How did you go back and reflect on the year and decide what did work well and what not only worked for your business, but felt good in your business.
0: So as I was launching last year, so I'll give you an example with Unbound. So I Unbound is my group coaching program. I launched it uh, twice in 2020. And the first time I launched it, I really launched it like kind of crazy all over the place. It was like, I'm just going to see what works. I'm just going to get into action and it doesn't matter how it looks. And then from that place, I wrote a list of all of the things that worked really well. Like, oh, I loved having this content. Oh, this question really came up for me. And I like really was able to dig deep into it. The things that didn't work well was me having to post every single day. Like, I, So in that regard, the fine tuning that happened there is I hired a VA to help me take the content that was already created and repurpose it for my second launch, right? So in my second launch... Instead of posting every day, I created an entire document that I created all the content like weeks ahead of time. And then I literally just gave it to my VA and she posted it for me, right? So it's like, great. Now I don't have to worry about posting every day. I don't have to have the pressure on me to post every day, but I'm still making action. I'm still taking action. I'm still doing the things that need to be done, but I've just done it a little bit better and a little bit easier for my brain in the way that I needed to clear up my space and my energy to number one, coach my current clients. And then number two sell and make sure that I was available to bring people into the second container. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. It's so good. And I think if you identify
1: as an entrepreneur, a lot of times we're always focused on the future. Like you said, you always have an idea same way I'm unable to do a hobby without thinking how I could turn this into a business. Like it's just, (laughs) I think it's in our DNA as entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I really like about this tip is it includes reflection too. So it's not just looking forward, but it's looking at your past year and deciding, okay, what did I really like? What were some of my really successful launches or sales or whatever kind of business you have? And how can I just Make a few little tweaks, not reinvent the wheel, but just make a few little tweaks so that success carries over into the new year, too.
0: Yeah. And maybe for you, it's looking at what offers you currently have and Xing out the ones that don't feel good for you or that feel really hard. And not to say that we give up on our ideas, it's just that maybe we fine tune the idea a little bit more instead of creating a new one. So, just like we were talking about with defining um, or ditching vanity metrics. It's like, how can we go a little bit more value-based as opposed to creating a brand new idea that will attract a brand new follower? It's like just tweaking it is really where the magic happens, I think. And so maybe for you too, fine tuning might be, oh, I'm going to go deeper in my sales process. Maybe instead of creating more content or more new ideas, maybe I'm going to look at and create 30 discovery calls where I'm just literally focused on like working objections. That's something that I did in 2020 and it fucking worked. So if you're scared of sales, my biggest advice to you is to go get on a bunch of sales calls, no holds bar, just like get that fear out of your body and face it head on with nothing to lose, right? Like just go do it. Give a bunch of free calls away and play around with feeling out how it feels to ask for the sale, knowing that like the goal is to get through the objection, not necessarily to sell them and what i also add if you're struggling
1: with sales is to just hire ashley because (laughs) when i went into business i know how to do the work itself if that makes sense so i am totally comfortable creating a strategy i am totally comfortable executing on that strategy for clients i know that i can like bring you social media success what i was not secure in was the sales format and i think That having a coach along the way with you to help you with the sales process or whatever it is that you're unsure about is really a game changer.
0: Well, thank you. I receive
1: and but I just had to (laughs) because it is true for me and my business and that is what we're sharing here today. So just had to throw that in there.
0: And like sales is such an important piece. Like, and this just goes back to what your your. Focuses right? It's like, instead of following finding new followers, can you tweak your sales process to make sure that you're speaking to the right people so that there's less objections and so that you don't have to focus so much on that objection handling in the sales process? Like that is another way to look at it. And there's so many different things that you can play with here. So one of the suggestions that I would say is like, write down a list of all the things that did work, write, write down a list of all the things that didn't work, and then pick the thing that feels like most exciting to you to work on in terms of like what you're going to focus on for 2021. I think that's like the biggest takeaway from today's call is just define it and then work toward it and don't change it. Do not change it. I mean, like if things go crazy, you can change it, but like stick it out and like really put some intention behind this as opposed to like picking something quickly and then derailing from it three months from now, because the thing that like my word for 2020 was consistency that word. Every day I looked at what am I doing consistently in my business? And that was the thing that, that changed the whole game for me. It's like, okay, I'm going to show up consistently. I'm going to do this consistently. I'm not going to change when things feel hard. Right. So like, just keep that in mind, pick the end goal and stick it out until the end of the year. And that's like, I can't stress enough how important that is. I love that.
1: And that list that Ashley just mentioned of what worked, what didn't work, and a couple of questions. We have a surprise for you guys. So if you go to beboldrepeat.com and you sign up for our email list, we are gonna provide you with a beautiful worksheet that you can use to fill out this list that Ashley just mentioned, what worked, what didn't work, and a couple of questions to get you started on what kind of messy action you can take this year. So make sure you're signed up for our email list. You get so many good nuggets. My girl Ashley writes all the emails and I think they are incredible. So make sure you go sign up for that list.
0: Anything else girl on yes! how to take okay, action? So- I don't think so. But what we want to know is how you're going to take action. So feel free to DM us. Let us know how we can support you in taking action. What feels heaviest about taking action or defining a goal for 2021? And we are super excited to hear what your intentions are for 2021. Set those intentions and know that they are all possible. We'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you are taking away some incredible ideas for your own business. If you liked today's episode, feel free to binge the rest of our shows and leave us an honest review. We are always open to hearing your feedback, especially if you have requests for future episodes. Each month, we'll take a look at our reviews and randomly select one winner for a free digital marketing audit or coaching session of your choice. Don't forget to hit subscribe and we'll talk to you in the next episode.